Tom, welcome to Cooking Good Morning, the post-truth apocalypse. So I'm Ben, as always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. Pete. Bonjour. This week we bring you some true crime. We don't do a lot of true crime, as a rule. Which is fucking depressing. But Mike's been doing something recently. And he... oh, I just watched this documentary, this TV series starring Mark Addy and Stephen Graham on ITV. It was good. And he thought, well, let's have some true crime. Yeah. Let's have a family killing. Well, we had the death of Elisa Lamb, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? Well, that's true. All right, then we talk, we've got Jeffrey Dahmer next week. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, are we doing ne- guest. Are we doing necromancy? And we are talking about the White House Farm murders in Britain. It was 85, wasn't it? 1985. Oh, sh- I was just a young sprog. The show was really good, actually. There's some great nostalgia in there. Oh, the cars, yeah, looking back. The old maestros and... Everything was... Well, no, probably even it was Rover 800s for the police cars, which were based oh. on a Ferrari, even though, they were made by, even though they were made by Rover. Big V8 engine in them, weren't they? They were over 800s. Yeah. They were monsters. Same engine as the TVR. Everyone had a, everyone had a V8 back then. Oh, they were beasts, weren't they? They loved it. Uh, Petrol wasn't so expensive, was it? Was it was full of lead. <laughs> that was yep. your issue. So you can follow us on Facebook at Cutting to the Ball in the Post Truth Apocalypse, YouTube Apocalypse Ball, and SoundCloud, Spotify, and most other podcasting platforms as Cutting to the Ball in the PTA. Let's thank some new and existing listeners. And then we'll crack on to the White House murders, White House farm murders. Right, we got Spring Valley in, in America, Milton Keynes, UK, Atlanta, Georgia, Vastaras in Sweden, Bengaluru in India, Guadalajara in Spain, Dublin, Ireland, Ashburn, Virginia. Thank you very much for listening. So the murders at White House farm, what happened? Bamba's son, the Bamba family, are on the farm. At the moment, there's a husband, wife, June and Neville. We've got Sheila, the sister, and her two twin sons in the house. And where is the White House farm? Essex. Hmm, nice part then. Mm. That's where all the fucked up shit happens, though, isn't it, in Essex? Yeah, them gangsters got shot in that Range Rover in Essex yeah. as well. The, the hauntings. And that horrible programme, the, the Only Way is Essex. Yeah, that's oh, true. God, yeah. Yeah. That, that is the worst thing to ever happen in the world, so <laughs> fuck me. Some major yeah. disasters in Essex. Oh, God, yeah. And let's not forget spray tans and white stilettos. Oh. It's kind of included with that. Yeah, the Only Way. So who were the, the Bamba Cafel family? Seemingly a happy and well-to-do family from the outside. Neville Bamba was a farmer and former RAF pilot who had married his wife, June, in 1949. They moved into the White House farm in Trollsome. Did you say that? Darcy? Darcy? Darcy, yeah. In Essex, which sat among 300 acres of farmland owned by June's father. Wow. Let's assume there's a bit of money flowing around here. Yeah, yeah. It ain't cheap, I bet. No. Million pound property nowadays, isn't easily. it? That easily. So, unable to have biological children, the couple adopted Sheila and Jeremy separately as babies. Financially secure, the Bambas are able to give their children a good home and private education. They are rich like farmers can be rich. And they've got a wicked garden to play in. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> and with June's intense religious beliefs had caused a rift within the family. You don't want a religious overbearing mother. And that's another reason why I'm going for the son did this. <laughs> <laughs> June and Jeremy's relationship was so troubled they were no longer speaking. While Sheila believed her mother disapproved of her and the pair had a tense relationship. Sheila was a model. Bambi Bamba. In the mm. 80s. Because of her legs, apparently. Bambi. Bambi. Long, long legs. Long legs. 
Sheila first got pregnant at 17 and was forced to have an abortion by her parents. She suffered several miscarriages before finally marrying a guy called Colin and giving birth to twin sons, Daniel and Nicholas. In the show, right, Colin is literally just wearing dead cow all the time. <laughs> he's double deadering. Right? I know it's the 80s, it's still unforgivable. And he's got a leather jacket on. He's like wearing like, two cows at least. Now, double denim is acceptable in two situations, in the 80s and in the apocalypse. I don't think it's acceptable <laughs> in either. Nah. I was doing double denim early 2000, late 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Quite faux pas, that is. Denim yeah. jackets, man, they were all the rage. <laughs> well, maybe where you were. In where yours? There you go, ten years behind everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense, I suppose, doesn't it? Is that when you had your perm still as well? <laughs> That's natural, mate. There's fuck all I can do about my curly hair. There's a Kevin yeah. Keegan perm. That was a problem. Uh, I've never had my hair that long. God, could you imagine that? Kevin Keegan perm, mullet-y style perm. Oh, lovely. I've seen pictures of me dad with a perm like that. And my dad. Couldn't picture your dad with one. She, the suffered, 80s. she suffered from mental illness, didn't she? She did, yeah. Massive. Depression, possibly schizophrenia. thing is, when you're forced to fucking have an abortion, shit like that, that's the kind of stuff that damages your fucking brain. And then having several miscarriages after. Yeah, she went through it, didn't she? Yeah. Bless her. And having twins and then calling out an affair and a couple split just five months after the boys were born. Oh. That fucking ain't going to help you. So she's not in the best of mental states. No. Enter Jeremy Bamber. He was put for adoption as a child by his, after his biological mother, a student midwife, had an affair with a married army sergeant. Neville and June adopted Jeremy when he was six months old and they sent him to a range of good schools, including Gresham School, a private boarding school in North. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> sent him to boarding school. It turns him into psychopaths, doesn't it? Usually does. Private schools, don't they? I mean, you went to a private school, Mike. I didn't. Oh, boarding school, sorry. There was people there who were private, though, weren't there? There were some, yeah, a few, yeah. But most of it was day school, yeah, normal. I think anything like boarding school, when it does, when they take you out of the home environment, that's going to affect you, isn't it? I think so. That's why all these tourists are psychopaths, isn't it? Not always, not always. <laughs> My brothers went to boarding school. They didn't go to a boarding school, they went to a normal school, but the boarding house. That was for nearly four years, from the age of... 11 to 15. Well, what do they do now? One's a officer in the army after 25 years and the other one is a staff sergeant, uh, sorry, a flight sergeant in the RAF after 23 years. How many people have they killed? Oh, fucking... <laughs> well... <laughs> you, maybe the boarding school didn't have an effect. <laughs> I think most people that go to boarding school go from 7 to like 16, aren't they? It all depends. Yeah, so that, at least they're doing it legally because they only went for four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it gone from seven to sixteen. Oh god. Mm. <laughs> but no, you know what I mean. That that it it can have an effect on people, can't it? It's different. Oh, you haven't yeah. got your parents, you, things like that. Yeah, but it doesn't affect all. No, no, just some. And yeah. it's always the worst examples that float to the top, isn't it? Yeah. You always find they've. They're foster children, things like that. They've been fostered and they've gone from home to home and things like that. There's a lot of that, isn't there? You get these... I don't, I don't think deeply religious mother is probably not going to help matters. No. Because you know she's going to be rubbing in that they fucking... You're, you're adopted and we were good enough to take you in kind of thing. I can understand a deeply religious mother when nobody else in the family is religious. 
because mm. I've seen it, I've lived with it kind of thing, and it's it's hard. Luckily, wasn't pushing her beliefs upon others. Yeah. But, but certainly were, back then, you was a lot more right. You, you always get one that's a twat, though, don't you? Yeah. Jeremy was deeply unhappy at Gresham School due to bullying and a sexual assault, so that's mm. not... It's not what you want, is no. it? No. He did later attend stick form and gained seven O levels. I, it's the equivalent of a GCSE in this country nowadays, yeah. isn't it? An O level. Yeah. After his studies, Neville paid for his son to go travelling in Australia and New Zealand. You get the feeling that the dad liked him more than the mum, don't you? Yeah, but also wanted to make sure he wasn't too close. <laughs> yeah, maybe just get rid of him for a bit. <laughs> That's the feeling I got from that. It's like, yeah. We still um, love you, kind of thing. We'll just send you to the other side of the country, of the world, <laughs> literally. Could not be further away. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a bit of a lad apparently when he was out there travelling, scuba diving, drinking into jewellers, smuggling heroin. Maybe not so much. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. <laughs> and when he returned home in 1982, Jeremy's father continued to provide for him. He set him up with a cottage, a car, a percentage of a family company, and even gave him a job which he was paid £170 a week for in 1985. That was a fair That's a decent amount of money. That's an £800 a week job now, that is. Literally like And a percentage of a company that he could take dividends from at the end of the financial year or, you know. I'm already starting to feel suspicious of this dude. Yeah, when you consider they've done nothing for the daughter, well... I tell her how they got they had they set her up in a flat in, in London. In yeah. London. And that was about it. No. The night of August the sixth, nineteen eighty five. police first found out about the murder of June, Neville, Sheila, Nicholas and Daniel, the two boys, in the early hours of the seventh of August. Jeremy Bamber telephoned his local police station, not nine nine nine, and told the police he had received a phone call from his father saying Sheila had quote gone berserk with a gun and that the line went dead in the middle of the call. After calling the police, it was called the local police office. Yeah, well, I was going to, I was going to emphasise on that, the local police station in 1985 in England. Hey, well, at least it's manned, it's not anymore. But in those, in those days, that would have been basically a, a house. It would have been like a little cottage in the middle of nowhere. A cottage with a cell oh, and a break room. Exactly, <laughs> and it would have had a copper that lived there with his wife and his child maybe if he had children, but they'd, they'd live there and they'd literally... At the back. This was 1985, yeah. not 1885. <laughs> no, but, I'm, no, you, no, you, you remember that... You remember the heartbeat, for instance? That's in the 60s. Yeah, but it wasn't much different back then either in the 80s it was still quite similar and they're in quite a rural place that's what it would have been for them it would have been they phoned the local bobby who that that, and it would have been as as quaint as that like you think heartbeat that the program wouldn't have been far off that i wouldn't imagine so it tells you that he really wasn't trying to fucking get any help for his family all right let's, let's also break it down someone in the house is going berserk with a gun allegedly you're going to need a firearms unit. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> You've been shot yourself. You've seen your family get shot. Yeah. And you, and yeah, because at this point, he should have been bleeding out from several gunshot wounds. Mm. And he's like, oh, I won't call 999. I'll call me son. <laughs> That's strange. And then the son not phoning 999 and phoning the local police station. He had to look up the number. Yeah. <laughs> in the yellow pages. And right below it, in the advert, 
It says, in an emergency, call 999. That's... There's nothing about that that doesn't say emergency, is there? Yeah, the pages on Yeah. <laughs> you had to do it back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. remember, remember phone books. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Remember every nightmare. business was like aardvark because they wanted to be first on the list. Yeah. 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 Or A1 or something like that. Yeah. That's why the AA is called the AA. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, fucking right it is. <laughs> The AA in our country is the Automobile Association. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's called the local police station. The three police officers go up to the farm with him. Because they've got no weapons, this is England. Our police aren't armed. They All they can do... Well, they have truncheons. Well, all, they'd have been solid truncheons back then as well. You want a truncheon? I will go run it in with a truncheon. I'm going to say, yeah. You want a truncheon when you're facing a a rifle, don't you? Yeah, Yeah, man. We don't want to face them without this. (laughs) Spin it round like that and it it protects you. I'd rather have a six-inch steel pole. (laughs) I'm sure it's a farm. I bet there was one somewhere. That'll do. So they have to wait until 5am for the tactical firearms unit to arrive. They then use a load hailer to try and communicate with Sheila for two hours, but the only sound reported from the house is a dog barking. Jeremy was reported to have been calm outside the property and explained that his father called him rather than the police to keep things in the family. She's gone berserk with a gun. People have been shot, presumably. He certainly has. Keep it in the family, though. Keep it in the family. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Tis but a scratch. Don't want to embarrass the family name now. That'll be what it is. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it in the family. Yeah. Well, that's not what it is, is it? Let's face it. That, that's what he's pretending Yeah, it that's is. what he's Yeah, there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's don't how you, it seems anyway yeah. to me. Yeah. But don't you think two hours is a bit much? Well, it's how long it takes the firearm. No, they, they've arrived at this point. They arrived at 5 a.m. Oh, and, and then they, they're, they're using a load hailer for two hours. For two hours. You might as well, if, once you're yeah. there and you figured out your plan of approach... You might have just go straight in, hadn't you? But you've got to remember how fucking stupidly careful we are as far as armed police goes. We are like soup. We're not like the Americans who have just fucking kicked down the door. Like, Freeze! Go, 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 go! They hit a server protectors, we shoot your parents. <laughs> I'd have at least directed our lot to be looking looking in the windows and having a well, peek light. This is where we learned they from the mistakes. They did see, apparently, a movement in one of the windows, didn't they? They thought they, they did. Thought they right. Did. Obviously they didn't because everybody was dead in the house at this point. Could have been a, the shadow of a dog because the dog was... Well, yeah, yeah, the dog was around, yeah, of course. But yeah, you're right, two hours. Two hours is a bit much. Yeah. You know, so get yourself kitted up. Fucking Plan, breach, get in a there. Bit of a recce. Breach, get in there, two hours is a bit long. When officers finally entered the family home, they were shocked to find the blooded members of the Bamba Cattle family in multiple rooms of the property. Neville was found in the kitchen. He'd been shot eight times in a scene suggestive of a struggle. He'd also had his head bashed in by the butt of the rifle. Mm. Next to the phone, by the way, his body was found. Mm. June was laying on the floor of the master bedroom, covered in a pool of blood, and she had been shot seven times, once between the eyes. It's a fucking lot of loading, a rifle, isn't it? This has got a 20-round magazine. It's only a 2-2. It's a 10-round mag, isn't it? Sorry, a 10-round mag. Because whoever did it had to reload. Mm. Daniel and Nicholas were found in their beds in their own bedroom. Both had been shot whilst in bed. How old were they? Five. Sheila was found in the master bedroom with her mother 
and she had bullet wounds under her chin. She's got two wounds. She's been left with the rifle on top of her and she's got two wounds under the chin. One is a flesh wound that sort of went through the neck and the other is a kill shot. So you'd think if it was her, as suggested, she's turned it on herself, not done it right the first time yeah. and then shot again. Immediately, that's right. what the police thought, yeah. Murder-suicide. Yeah, murder-suicide, yeah, murder, case closed. Yeah. Well, the, the, Simple, know. isn't it, really? Obvious. All the doors and windows were locked, nobody could have got in and out. Yeah, so it was all locked up from the inside. Yeah. Everything yeah. was locked from the inside. Claire? So there's two wounds. The one, the one wound could be from a struggle, no? It could have been that he fucked up the first shot. I mean... Yeah, we're all fucked up the first shot. Yeah, but, you, you know, flinch at the last minute because you're like, you're, you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. Do you, uh, she or in the struggle with, with the others. That, that the she, person she, that she, actually she's did picked the killing. Up, it, well, yeah, she's picked up the wound somewhere else. You know. Could be. Mm. Yeah. She was on a lot of medication for her mental illnesses mm. and a bit of cannabis as well. Yeah, a little bit of cannabis too, probably. Mental health medicine in the eighties, in nineteen eighty five, he's gonna remember to what? Lithium. Mm. Yeah. Just puts you in a zombie like state, doesn't it? Yeah. Is she capable of doing all this while she's on these drugs? Well, that's the question, isn't it? She, she's on. Is that what she's on then? She's she's on antipsychotics. Yeah, you know, lithium, and God, there's another one, isn't the Valium? Right. Okay. Just just among you out. That was yeah, the extent of mental health treatment in the eighties. Yeah. Just among you out. And it showed that they, she had it in her system within the past few days. Yeah. Along with cannabis. So a doctor who was called to the house testified the deaths could have occurred at any time during the night, and he said that Jeremy Bamber appeared to be in a state of shock. He had broken down, cried, and seemed to vomit when told the news about his family. The doctor said that Jeremy had told him about a discussion the family had had about possibly placing Sheila's sons into foster care, even though Colin, her ex-husband, had custody of them. Well, she, Sheila used to have them at the weekends, or every, every now and again. He had them weekdays. Which is a bit much, really, because June, the mother, is like, oh, well, we'll get the church to foster them out. You can't look after them, dear. What about the dad? Well, don't give him the option of... Yeah, pretty you know. much, yeah. We've got the money in this situation. And this was the 80s. Yeah. Dads weren't... Well, they could afford like to get a nanny in, couldn't they? Mm. But is that a lie that Jeremy has told? It's only mm. his word about it. That's, this is the whole fabrication, isn't it? Yeah. There we go. If he's saying, oh... That's know, why she did it. Yeah, there's a motive for it. She's done it because of this. And, you know, initially, Sheila was in the frame for the murders. Largely due to the testimony of her brother's phone call from their father, in which case Neville supposedly said Sheila had gone berserk. And now, in in the eighties, the police couldn't trace the the calls. Couldn't. No. It was only outside sort of non-local calls that could be traced. Mm. So they didn't know that the exact time of the phone calls. They couldn't look at the records and things like that. Oh, things have come on. Mm. Just a bit. Now, Sheila had been struggling with mental health, suffering from schizophrenia and being admitted to an hospital for mental health. A doctor wrote that she believed that the devil had given her the power to project evil onto others and that she could make her sons have sex and cause violence with her. Weird. Yeah, she was very ill, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Blood and urine samples indicated Sheila had taken halperidol, which is used to treat schizophrenia, and several days earlier had used cannabis, which makes you feel good. 
Probably not the two you want fighting out in your body, though, is it? Especially when you are psychotic as well. When yeah. You're, when, you, when you're prone to it, you don't take um, up, like... Let's face it, but 1985, cannabis is the devil's lettuce. But it doesn't mm. last for days, does it? No. no. The effects, no. so... I think we can rule that out as an immediate... Oh, I wasn't suggesting cannabis had made a killer family. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. no. Have you seen, in 1985, they might have... The, the propaganda surrounding the yeah, demonisation yeah. of marijuana. Like you said, devil's lettuce, that's you what, know, what it got its name from. She smoked, she smoked pot, therefore she killed her family. Yeah. I remember in the like, late 90s, pot was like still being demonised. Oh, it's always been demonised. And then it lost its name as pot. And people, because nobody calls it pot anymore, do they? No, they don't, no. And it seems to have been less demonised. I think pot didn't help it. Well, two weeks after the murders, Jeremy's girlfriend told police that he had implicated himself in the crimes. So he basically bragged to her that he'd done it and had often considered himself, you know, often considered doing it for the inheritance. You know, he used to sort of go through hypothetical methods of, you know, how he'd, go, how he'd do it. Is that if I was OJ's to do it, book? Do? He was basically doing OJ's book to her, to his girlfriend. Well, he'd actually speak them out loud or actually just think about it. He'd be like, oh, you know, I could I could go through the back and, you know, make it look like it, someone just broke in kind of thing. So he had four four. Yeah. Apparently, at first, he thought about burning the house down with him inside. Fuck's sake. But then he was like, oh, but then I can't inherit the house because it'd be burnt down. Yeah, so that's no good. Where's the wills or whatever yeah. in the house? He's having these conversations with his girlfriend. <gasps> he dumps her months before. Two weeks later, two weeks after the murders, and she goes to the police. Yeah. And there was a significant amount of inheritance tied up in the immediate and extended family, which provided as a motive for the killings. The Bamba's company, N&J Bamba Limited, was worth £400,000 in 1985, more than £1.2 million today. So that was just the company. That's just owned. the one, yeah. Let alone the house that yeah. they owned. House and the Farm land. and the land, 300 fucking acres. Jesus, that'd be worth a bit today. Yep. During the murder trial, the court heard that their wills, in their wills, June left £230,000 and Neville left £380,000 to their children, which was to be divided equally. So he was going to coin it in anyway, wasn't he? So he gets the business, he gets the yeah, farm. Yeah, he to wait till they die for that. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, that could be 20, 30 years, you he, don't know. He wants it now. Mm. And he kills all of them, because then he's the only yep. sole heir to it all. Otherwise, you'd have to share it out between Sheila. Sheila's not around the other, her children. So he kills them all. He's the only heir. Yep. Big motive there, isn't it? Yeah, great. Huge it's motive. Greed, isn't it? Huge, Huge yeah. motive. Bamba's behaviour before and after the funerals increased suspicion, as he was said to be sobbing during the service, yet laughing and joking during the wake. That's not unusual. Yes, in in like oh, Granny's dead. Yeah, maybe not. Not my whole family's been brutally murdered in a farmhouse. Hmm. Yeah, but I think every wake I've ever been to, no matter what the circumstances of the death, we always have a laugh. Awake, don't well, you? That's because you turned up in a Batman costume. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's my piece, obviously. <laughs> Just break the ice. Classic <laughs> owner fools and horses. <laughs> hmm. Sheila, Jeremy, and three other prints are all found on the murder weapon, and there were scenes of a struggle at the mantelpiece in the sitting room. That's obviously where uh, Neville and his school bashed in. 
with the butt of the rifle. She was believed to have been too slight in frame to overpower her father in the struggle that would have ensued. Farmer strength yeah. from Neville, you know, yeah. versus model who's smacked off her tits on lithium. Was she seven stone? Something like that. She's not a lot. She's very slim, very slender. So, is there a possibly, possibly, possibility of a miscarriage of justice? Jeremy Bamber has always maintained his innocence throughout the trial and the aftermath of his sentencing, even though he is only one of 75 people in this country who are sentenced to life is life. Yeah. We have varying degrees of sentencing in the UK, listener, if you're not from here. So life is life is in, you're in there till you die. But if you're just given life, it can mean 25 years. years. But you get out after 14 if you've been good. Yeah, if you show, what's the word I'm looking for? You've been rehabilitated, if they think you've been rehabilitated. Because that's that's the whole point of the prison system, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Rehabilitate people. Most of the time in this country, you get given a you get given a sentence, and you will serve half of it. If you behave and do what you're meant to do whilst in prison, you'll serve half of your prison sentence. Yeah, like unless you've been given life, you'd be due for parole after 14 years and things like that. But yeah, but then you do get life, full life, no no chance of release, and that's what he got on it. It is the police were very keen to say murder-suicide because it looks good, doesn't it? You've got a horrific slaying of a family who were well-to-do as well, so obviously society cares more. Mm. And you can go, well, murder-suicide case closed, jobs are good, and look and at us, aren't we efficient? It's easier as well, isn't it? Yeah. There's, no, there's not as much paperwork, is there? You haven't, got to, you haven't got to bring somebody to justice, things like that, because they're dead. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's yeah. like it's almost an open shut case, right? Yeah, murder suicide. Nothing can be done. No one can be punished. That's it. We'll auction house or whatever. In the circumstances, give it to the son. He'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> he was convicted of the killings by a jury at Chelmsford Crown Court. Yes, Jeremy Bamber, convicted of the killings by a jury at Chelmsford Crown Court on October twenty eighth, nineteen eighty six. And he's obviously doing his full life stint in Wakefield Prison in Yorkshire. Not a nice prison either. Oh, no. Wakefield, no. It's one of the high security nasty prisons where they get... They, well, compared to a lot of countries, no, it's not fucking nasty, but it's not a nice prison. Well, yeah. You're full of, it's full of some of the worst of the worst in our country. Well, if he's guilty of this, then that's probably... Well, yeah. Yeah. Rock him up bread and water in a cell on his own. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, it'll, it'll be pretty much. No, solitary. let's go back to Victorian <laughs> prisons. It'll be almost solitary confinement with like only a few hours out of his cell a day. I reckon that. that's one of the worst punishments, solitary. Especially extended. I don't know. Man, I, I just fucking sleep. I love it. He certainly ain't going <laughs> to. Oh, just a catch him on some sleep. <laughs> he's certainly not going to have cellmates. Okay. People like that generally. They're on their own in a cell. Yeah. And they get let out a few days. They might get to socialise with other inmates, but. Like I said, you're in with the worst, the worst kind of people in that scenario. What are you so, going to talk about? Not the kind of people you want to be hanging around with, especially if you're innocent. I was going to say, and he's upper crust, isn't he? Yeah, God, he's, he's right tough certainly compared. Certainly upper middle class, yeah. isn't he? He'd be a right tough compared to anyone in prison, yeah. mostly. More than likely, yeah. More toughs in prison, I say. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Starting with a few Tories. Yeah, bankers, let's get them in there. Yeah. Let's get the bankers in there, let's get the Tories in there. You know, that made the country a lot better. Sticking with the pedos and the rapists. In a Victorian prison. <laughs> In a dungeon. In a, yeah. 
Obamba has appealed his conviction several times and the case has been subjected to reviews by the Criminal Case Review Commission. Essex police say there's never been any evidence to suggest he has been wrongly convicted. But what are some of the key issues argued by Bamba's defence at trial? And by campaigners, because he has got people on his side. Mm. And one of the key arguments is whether the gun had a silencer on it when the murders were committed. It's a 2 2 rifle, it's an Anschutz semi automatic rifle. It's going to make a bang. Mm. And that's going to. And the issue you've got with house slayings is what? The other people hearing the, the first shot and going, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Other pe- people in the other room. Let's mm. say he does the kids first. Then his parents are going to hear that. Yeah. Sheila's going to hear yeah. it. And come running up the stairs. Now, we don't know the order in which they were killed, in all fairness. No. You would assume dad, mum, kids. But the dad was injured and managed to run downstairs and get to the phone. Yeah, and that's where the reload would have taken place, which is probably why his skull was battered and then shot again. But Jeremy claims that he left the gun sort of in the kitchen, leaning up against the wall, wasn't it? Yes, he was going to shoot some rabbits. Yeah. He overheard a conversation where the, the, the parents were going to adopt out Sheila's boys and he became so sort of distressed, he just kind of left the gun and, and went. He forgot about it. That was his yeah. thing. And he was saying, oh, I blame myself because I left the gun loaded and... And she mm. used it. But you know, got that reload in there. Mm. Mm. But yeah, so did the silent did the gun have a silencer on it? Also worth pointing out that the Anschutz rifle was too long for Sheila to have shot herself. Mm. She couldn't have put the barrel well, with the silencer on. Couldn't have stuck it under her chin and no. still pulled the trigger. No. Could have done it with a toe. Potentially, but I think that after that first wounding shot you got to reevaluate things if you're doing it with your toe. Yeah. Jump out the window at first or something. I don't know. She, she couldn't have pulled the trigger. She might have used a toe. She couldn't have used it. She couldn't have pulled it with her hands. It certainly wouldn't have been fucking easy in any way, and shape, or form. That's very fucking awkward to get your toe up there to pull that trigger. Well, was it found with a silencer on it then? No. No. So, presumably, there was no silencer attached. So, that could say she could have pulled the trigger on herself. She yes. could have, but then would you have gone the stairs, put the silencer back in the cabinet? Yeah, because the silencer was found three days later by one of Bamba's cousins in the gun cupboard. Had it been... So re- if it was used, yeah, been she killed all her family with it, then she tried to kill herself, realised that she couldn't, took the silencer off, went back downstairs, put the silencer away, went back upstairs to kill herself. No, that's not going to Doesn't happen. make sense, does it? No. Because there was blood on the silencer. So there's evidence that the silencer was used throughout it. There's blood on it inside and outside. Sure, it could have been blood from the rabbits or whatever. They couldn't figure out what blood it was. Right. Nowadays, no problem. Probably, yeah. They did do some tests on it, but it was inconclusive, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. But there was a hair on the silencer as well, but that got lost during the process. I know. <laughs> terrible, terrible policing. It, well, they had it down as that murder-suicide yeah, claim. They started burning all the evidence. Yeah. They were burning. All the bloody clothes and the bedding and everything yeah. and burnt it in the backyard. Bodies yeah. were carried out, no crime scene photography done. Murder-suicide, nice and simple. Press are out there, we've got five dead bodies and all families been slain. 
we need this to go away as quickly as possible so they can't expose us for doing a good or a bad or will be perceived as a bad job get them out murder suicide jobs are good bodies cremated so you can't dig up the bodies later fresh evidence further analysis no. yeah no <sighs> that was a Bamba's insistence the bodies were better cremated by the way how is he going to have any bearing on that why would you let him have any bearing on that because it's his decision he's the f- he was the family he's next to yeah, kid yeah, he's the executive of the estate now he can he's kind of rubbing his hands together when they give him that choice yeah, and yeah. it's not unusual for people to request cremation is it no mm. Police were not immediately alerted, but the silencer was collected on August 12th and when analysed it revealed blood on its inside and outside surface. The outside sample was not enough to allow analysis, but the blood on the inside was discovered to be the same blood group as Sheila's, although it could have been a mixture of Neville's and June's. Mm. The prosecution argued that if Sheila had shot her mom, dad and sons of the silencer, then realised the gun was way too long to shoot herself, the silencer would have been found next to her body. The former model had no reason to return to the gun cupboard before going back upstairs to shoot herself. Also, the way that these were done, like the kids' shirts were quite well grouped to the chest. You've got to know what you're doing with a firearm. Well, seven, you know, a lot, there, was, there was a lot of shots per, per body, I, yeah. I find. Yes, two, but it's only a 2-2 two, two two, round. 2-2 two, two, was on... Lethal. A headshot, yes. Oh, yeah. But to the, a body shot, I, I, I wouldn't like to... You, co- could, you could survive a few shots, couldn't you? It's, Unless it's, it hits you in the right place. They're a very small right. round. and Neville it's, is probably bleeding out as he's... as he's, well, he's bleeding out as he's talking on the phone. The bullets are about... The, what, what would enter the body? You know the two two air rifles you get? Yeah. It's one of them, but it'd be like a solid little bullet. Yeah. And that's at the end of the small case that it would shoot from so right, it's projected okay. with an actual as opposed to being air or spring like an air rifle mm. it is it's a full metal jacket it, yeah it does have the full metal jacket so it is gunpowder it's, it's the stuff they use for target shooting claire right um, i thought it, oh, you know when they do it's going to be a bit more sort of no it's a shoot they're, they're ideal for shooting rabbits yeah yeah you pop a rabbit's head with one of them wouldn't yeah, you? yeah quite comfortable you hit somebody it's, between the eyes with them Oh, headshots will be fatal because the bullet's not big enough to exit so it just zips around inside the skull. So why didn't the killer just go for headshots? It just seems a bit more... Headshots, you can't pull off a perfect headshot every time if you're just a farmer. Uh, People are moving. What about the kids in the bed? They weren't moving, were they? No, they weren't. No? He just obviously wasn't savvy enough to think about killing them quick. Or she. Or she. I think we're pretty confident this show here. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm kind of... On the Jeremy side of this. He also claims the police that she'd done target shooting. And then it yeah. was, she'd been on some shoots. And, and then, then it was, was, she's barely held a rifle. She's barely ever held a rifle. She's a model. She was, you know. The rifle was probably as big as her, for God's sake. Um, she didn't she, even chip a nail or nothing. On the reload. Everyone yeah. fucking bruises their fingers or doing something on reloading. Mm. So if I'm that, leaning towards that. It was him, obviously, but guess we'll never really know. No. Now, in 2012, Bamba's lawyers commissioned experts to examine crime scene photographs and silencer evidence. They argued the injuries on the bodies were consistent with the silencer not being used. So how does the blood get on the silencer? Mm. They also argued the absence of the silencer would explain three circular burn marks which had been found on Neville's back. 
What if at this point Neville's the last one alive? He's crawled downstairs. Yep. While he's finishing Sheila, he's judged Sheila out of a zombified state, stood her up, bang, fuck the first shot, bang, done it again, she's down. Goes downstairs, finds his old man and managed to get himself down to the phone. Before he can do anything, smack, smack, reload, finish yeah, him off. Is he, taking, is he taking the silencer off there? I would take this. I would go down, finish the burn marks on the finish back. Neville off. Maybe take this because if everyone else is dead at that point, you don't need the silencer. Yeah, but maybe you? that's when he took it or she took it off, put it, killed him, put it away. But then again, I'd still argue that the silencers, after firing twenty odd rounds, going to be pretty hot. They're going to get pretty hot mm. because you're still expelling the the superheated gas. Out of the barrel at a few hundred miles an hour, which in itself could have cooled it down with a cold friction. tap, perhaps. Well, give it a minute. He's you've... not in a rush, is he? <laughs> that would have most but likely it... washed most of the blood away. Yeah, maybe that. There you go. Maybe that's a possibility. Tried to do that, but left someone inside. Mm. Didn't rinse it thoroughly. No. Well, I'd imagine that silence would be quite warm. He'd have to get something to t- protect his hands as he took it off. Mm. Cloth, tea towel. Yeah. yeah. Everything was burnt. You could just throw that tea towel down into a pile of blood. As they say, or Neville was trying to staunch his wounds with something. Who knows? I don't know about tea towel being found. They also say that following the murders, the crime scene was not secured properly and the house was not searched thoroughly. Now, after the verdict, the media did not hold back in its condemnation of Essex police. The Times wrote about blunders, omissions, and ineptitude. That's a damning statement. Right in it now. While the Daily Mail referred to the Clouseau squad of detectives in the case. DCS James Dickinson led the internal review and his 300-page report expressed regret that DCI Thomas Taff Jones, who died before the trial started in 1986, and believed Bamba innocent, was no longer able to account for his decision. So at the time, shut the fuck up, it's a murder-suicide. All of a sudden, we start looking at this. We start looking at Jeremy. We get that confession of his girlfriend. The silence is found. The silence is found. He can't back up old, old Taff Jones, DCI Taff, can't he's justify the decisions he's made. He's backed yeah. himself that much into a corner. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, shit. Yeah. Because yeah. if it isn't her, then fuck off, let the bodies be released to be cremated. I've burnt the evidence. Burnt the evidence <laughs> in the backyard. Mm. Oh, fuck. So he's got to stick to he's got stick to, to his guns. He has, not he? He's got to hope that he's got to hope that somehow it's all going to come out rosy for him. <laughs> <laughs> and he died before the trial started. Sadly, so the defence argued the first officers to enter the farmhouse had disturbed the crime scene and then reconstructed it. That wouldn't surprise me. In 2010, a report from a forensic photographic expert commissioned by the defence. The argument was made that the scratch marks in the red paintwork on the kitchen mantelpiece had been created after the crime scene photographs had been taken. The prosecution argued the marks had been made during a struggle in the kitchen between Bamber and Neville as a silencer scratched against the mantelpiece. Oh, so the silencer's on again. Silencer's back. <laughs> what Paint chips identical to the paint on the mantelpiece have been found on or inside the silencer, mm. according to prosecution. Mm. Interesting. I'll say that. I personally still think you'll never find out about scratch marks. You never. What are you gonna do? Mm. You'll never. That's gonna be there. Then they could argue that for eternity. No one's gonna figure that out. 
Well, the expert argued yeah. that scratch marks appeared on the photographs taken on the 10th of September, but were not seen yeah. in the original photographs. You'd have to take the original, wouldn't you? Anything from the 10th of September, you'd have to discount, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, they're seen in the, the September the 10th, but not in the original. So that, it's got to have happened after the murders, and hasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Surely. Yeah. I don't know if that exonerates Jimmy Bamber or not. No, I don't. Well, they wouldn't want it to, would they? Well, they do want it to. They're, they're, they're oh, the defendants, aren't they? Yeah. Another key prosecution argument was that Neville Bamber did not call the police. So we've got one for Jeremy at this point. In the, one, one in the Jeremy column at this point. Against the five or six. For me, personally. Mm. Another key prosecution argument was that Neville Bamber did not call the police. Bamber had always claimed his father called him to say Sheila had gone berserk with the gun. And campaigners say a telephone record shows that Neville also called the police that night. Bamber's campaigners claim Neville's telephone phone call was made at 3.26, ten minutes before Bamber called Chelmsford Police Station. A separate log of a police radio message revealed there was an attempt to speak to someone inside the farmhouse that night as police waited inside to enter, but there was no response. So Neville may well have tried to call the police, or certainly was interrupted during the call, and then ten minutes later, Jeremy's on the phone to him. In the series, they said that the telephone records didn't exist, so I'm a bit confused about that. There'd be police logs. Oh, right, yeah. Mm. In that scenario. Mm. That's what his defence are arguing. There's still reasonable doubt, and remember, you were prosecuted. Yeah, yeah, it's beyond reasonable doubt, isn't it? You know, if there's reasonable guilt, reasonable doubt, you can't say someone's guilty. Mm. I don't think there's enough there for me. I don't think, the, I don't think Sheila... Relies heavily on the testimony of the girlfriend. I don't think there is enough evidence to have someone in prison for life. There, there isn't enough evidence mm. there, and if if that's how you believe the law should run, strictly by evidence, which I kind of do believe that because innocent until proven guilty. If you've never been proven guilty, you need evidence to prove somebody guilty. If you've never got the evidence, how can you prove the guilt? Reasonable doubt. Remember, it's a jury that decided. Yes, but that's what. But I, but I do think that giving somebody a full, full life sentence without evidence is a bit. I think a lot of it points to. I mean, he was stood to gain the most with everybody you dead. Can't, you can't convict somebody on that, though. No. Don't get me wrong. I do still think I'm on. I'm on the side of Jeremy. Did yeah. it? I mean, you got the phone. You. I just want physically. I don't think Sheila can do it. I did mention it earlier. Yeah. The house appeared to obviously be locked from the inside, doors, windows, but there was that broken window at the back with the latch that you could, when close, if you slammed it shut from the outside, would just sort of drop into place. Right. So someone could have... Jeremy Somebody could have lives there would know Jeremy that. could have yeah. left the latch up. He would know that, yeah. Window open, gone in, yeah. opened the window, climbed himself in, done the business back out because if there was no evidence that anybody could have got in then it, you'd think it'd have to be the Sheila wouldn't it yeah but but that is weeks evidence. later they found this latch and that is evidence that it's possible that yeah. somebody could that leaves get it out open and, yeah doesn't it and get in yeah more importantly get in well getting in's not the problem because he yeah, lived he there the key, yeah. he, he'd be there anyway mm. he's just done it all locked up everything no he, after he doesn't live there Oh, no, yeah, but he still has access to the house, doesn't oh, he? Oh, he'd probably have a key. And in 1985, chances of the doors being locked 
pretty fucking slim. Oh no, they were locked. They might have been bolted as well, maybe. No, but I'm saying the chances of the, him having to get in through an obs, obscure oh, yeah. way, yeah, but highly unlikely. He was probably able to just walk in and unlock the front door and say, "Hi, mum and dad." Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's the eighties. He lived where he fucking lived in the middle of absolutely nowhere, in the middle of a three hundred acre fucking farmland. There weren't people walking into his house that weren't invited, were there? And he's armed to the teeth like most farmers are. Yeah, but people didn't... In the, in the 80s, you didn't lock your front door all the time. Well, if you had no alibi as well. No. This is it. There's a lot that points towards him. There's, there's the ability that he could have easily fucking got in normally, and locked then, everywhere up after yeah. he killed everyone, jumped out the window that he knows can lock itself. Yeah. Easy. And the fact that he was like, you know, scheming yeah. with, with with his with his ex. That doesn't oh. sit well, does it? No. You know, you don't talk about people like that. They're people, you know. You don't talk about killing fucking family. A, I mean you don't talk about killing your adoptive family who have in all fairness tried to give you the best they can in life. You've gone to a private school, yeah. you've been allowed to do what you want for a bit, and now you've got to come back and work on the farm. You get travelling. Where you're working, well, you're £170 a week in the fucking 1985 was good money. Yeah. No rent, he's got a car. Got it made, hasn't he? A little cottage. And he'd stole £1,000 near enough that from his parents before. Mm. Like a year before. Nicked it from the business out of petty cash. He admitted to that, didn't he? Mm. He did. He said he was teaching his parents a lesson because of lack of security. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. terrible. What, what, what a mentality. Yeah. That kind of gives you a clue about his mentality as well, mm. doesn't it? Well, sometimes you try and do the best for people, but they're just a bit screwed in the end. I think they were extremely unlucky, this couple. Yeah. Because yeah, the children they had adopted I think you can possibly put some blame onto the overbearing religious mother for making the children nervous wrecks maybe potentially maybe it's genetic from the original parents could be I mean Sheila's schizophrenic that's a, it's, it's a genet- that's inherited isn't it to a point I think there's evidence to suggest can be environmental as well I think you need both yeah yeah I, I, I think he's I think he's, he did it I think that Jeremy did it I, I think Sheila can fucking pull that trigger shoot all them people and then herself and overpower her dad sorry overpower her dad what have she thought I mean yeah. I know he's been shot schizophrenic and she thinks they're demons yeah I know but he's still a fairly he's a farmer he's a strong bloke mm. yeah but she shot, shoots him at first shoots him first, but he still managed to get up and go downstairs and when that adrenaline's pumping and then he hears his pump but still she weighs nothing compared to him I know you can have like crazy strength if you're on one, but she's had the medication anyway. The oh, antipsychotics. She's in mm, a system. Mm. She shouldn't have been reacting like that. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? That's where it does make you think. Well, and the cannabis. I never thought about shooting anybody. <laughs> Stoned and disorderly doesn't happen, does it? No. Drunk and disorderly on the other hand, yeah. You don't uh, see smacked you, up and yeah. You don't see many potheads having fights. No. And she said. You know, she is a model in 1985. She's very thin. She's quite slight. Rifles are big, uh, heavy. This is a, yeah. She, 30, she, 20, £30 of Has she got the metal. strength to, to mm-hmm. shoot like a, 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 you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, if there's any missed shots, anything, any missed bullets. If she, if it, all the bullets are in the bodies, then she's a fucking amazing shot. Yeah. And I, think, that, I think the evidence stacks up against him more than. It, it does, uh, doesn't it? And his behaviour. You can't. I mean, there's laughing. There's there's distant relatives laughing mm. and joking at the wake, but you ain't laughing and joking if your mom, dad, sister, and nephews have all been brutally slain in their beds. Yeah. You ain't laughing and joking about that at the wake, are you? No. No. You know, you're still, you're going to be over it a bit, but you're going to be a bit, unless you're a complete fucking sociopath, which I suspect he might be. But you're still going to be pretty sombre. It's going to take some time to get over this one, isn't it? Yeah, not a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's not just one person, is it? You know, plus you've got Colin, the dad, who's obviously lost his sons and his ex-wife. Yeah. You know, he's lost his two five-year-old boys. That's fucking devastating. Are you ever going to recover from that mentally? It's always going to be the back of your mind, isn't it? It wasn't Colin then. No. <laughs> you never mentioned Colin. Did he get a look over, did he? Denim man. Yeah. Co-man, even. Yeah, he's, he's... Poor bugger, he's the one that dropped the kids off at the house. Oh. You know what I mean? And the next night they're slaughtered. And they didn't even want to go. Did they? The one didn't, did they? He said the one didn't want to go. Didn't like the grandmother. Tragedy all round, really. It's, it's a shitter. We don't get many slayings like this in the UK, no. though. And it's one I hadn't heard of until I watched the show. No, I hadn't, no. Thank fuck, really. Yeah. 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 There was that one a few years ago. That, uh, don't blame. No, we no, had a taxi driver with a shotgun, didn't we, go around? Oh, that was local. We, we, we do get them. There was Nothing the guy who though. killed his family and fucking burnt his farm down, wasn't there? That got two uh, not, girls, did he? Or? Yeah, not that many years ago, and it wasn't that far from here, was it? Yeah, it was like local area. Shopshire area. Like, yeah. That's right on the doorstep, isn't it? We did have a no, we didn't have a shooting, we had a stabbing. No. There was, there was that gangster yeah. that was shot in the I personally know fucking two murderers, I've personally met two murderers well, in my life. There was that London gangster that was shot in Horsey. He was shot, yeah, he was shot. I was a drive by, he came up here, hadn't he? He sat Try outside, sat outside like a gym thing one or something yeah it's the gym on that industrial estate and they drove did a drive by him shot him just around the corner from where I was working literally at the time as well because I was driving my Iceland van I was in like I was in Dorley (laughs) and Horsey is literally the next little village along happened in the day and everything yeah they just drove by don't fuck about no yeah mad yeah no so where we all sitting I'm going Jeremy did it yeah, he's got a dodgy look in his eye for me. <laughs> I'm glad you're like... not on a jury. Oh yeah, he had a dodgy look in his eye, guilty. He just looks a bit, bit normal and a bit. He's got a dodgy look in his eye, and the fact that he's chatting about killing his family anyway and thinking about. Well, you've him. only got that from the girlfriends. You could be just scorned. Spite, the yeah. woman scorned, so, 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 you know. bitch. Yeah, hell hath no fury. Yeah. Yeah, hell hath no fury to the woman scorned. Hmm. No. But they, oh, sorry, go on, there, 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 there isn't enough evidence when you, you know. To get him off, or to. There's enough evidence to get him off. Either or, doesn't. They're, they're, it's scanned. I think I'm with Claire on that. Like, there's, there isn't enough evidence either way. But at the same time, I do still think he did it. Yeah, I'm with Pete, yeah. It's just the, the physical struggle and the, and the shooting. Someone who knew how to handle a weapon did that yeah. shooting. Yeah. 
Not a frail little seven stone. Not yeah, you know, he was, he was doped up to the eyeballs on lithium. That's that's my take on it. But there we go. We'll, we'll never know. The truth died that night. He's still Police alive, isn't he? Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's, he's not going to say he's going to admit it, is he? No. You might as well though. When when you've when you've gone through so many attempts to get out and you and you can't get out and you know you're in there for life, you want to go, oh, fuck it, you have still got to try, there's still a hope, isn't there? That's I the know. only hope you've got. You're not going to let that go. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to admit it. I think it's a police fuck-up from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. The acceptance to jump on that easy decision, yeah. oh yeah, murder-suicide, boom, jobs are yeah. done. What do you want us to do with all the stuff? Get rid of it all, burn it all. Burn it all, dig it all in the garden and burn it. And that's what they did. Incredible, isn't it? No wonder they only solve three percent of crimes. <laughs> Imagine if we had a success rate in our jobs at that. That's a current statistic. Yeah, three percent. Yeah. Despite all the CCTV, shocking, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But that's because a lot of crime is petty crime that they probably don't waste yeah. their time on. Pretty much, got to save it for the big boys, haven't you? Got to save it for them serial killers. That's when we'll do our best detective work. People that grow weed—that's their biggest fucking. Seems to be yeah. one of their biggest priorities. Because yeah, that's easy, that's why. The amount yeah. of money that's been wasted in the war on drugs is unbelievable. Yeah. Have you ever tried to fight a war on drugs? That's fucking impossible. Tripping <laughs> 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 balls! <laughs> you ever tried to make Command and Conquer after putting me in drugs? After taking some drugs? It's fucking impossible. <laughs> yeah. I love one, Sean. <laughs> I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Don't drink the favour even. Don't join the call. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Please set me the force to be with you. I've been Claire, keep open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I'm Pete. Everybody have a nice week. Take care of yourselves. <laughs>